Act 2, Scene 1. Give him this money and these notes, Rinaldo. I will, my lord. Uh, you should do marvellous wisely, good Rinaldo, before you visit him to make inquire uh, of his behaviour. My lord, I did intend it. Uh, very well said, uh, very well said. Look you, sir, inquire me first what Danskers are in Paris, and uh, how and who, uh, what means, and where they keep, uh, what company, at what expense, and finding by this encompassment and uh, drift of question that they do know my son, coming more nearer than your particular demands will touch it, uh, take you as, it was some distant knowledge of him, as thus, I know his father and his friends, and impart him. Uh, do you mark this, Rinaldo? Aye, very well, my lord. Mm. Uh, and uh, impart him, but uh, you may say, uh, not well. Uh, but if it be he, I mean, he is very wild, addicted, so-and-so. And, and there put on him what forgeries you please. Mary, none so rank as to dishonour him. Uh, take heed of that. But sir, uh, uh, such wanton, wild and usual slips as our companions noted and most known to youth and uh, liberty. That's gaming, my lord. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 drinking, uh, fencing, swearing, uh, quarrelling, uh, <laughs> grabbing. <laughs> you may go too far. <laughs> my lord, that would dishonour him. Uh, no, as you may season it uh, in, in the charge, you, you must not put another scandal on him uh, that he is not open to inconsistency. Um, that is not my meaning, but uh, bleed his uh, faults so uh, quaintly that uh, they may seem the taints of liberty, the flash and outbreak of a fiery mind, uh, savageness in unreclaimed blood uh, of general assault. Uh, but my good lord... Wherefore you, should you do this? Aye, my lord, I would know that. Very, very. Uh, here's, very, sir, here's my drift. And I believe it is a fetch of wit. Uh, you laying these slight sullies on my son, as to a thing uh, a little soiled in the working, mark you, your party in converse with him you should sound, having ever seen in the predominant crimes, the youth you breathe of guilty be assured he closes with you in this consequence a uh, good sir or, or so or a friend or a uh, gentleman according to the phrase uh, or the addition of man and country very good my lord and, and then uh, sir does he this he does um uh, what was i about to say by the mass i was about to say something where did i leave it uh, closes in the consequence at friend or so and gentleman that uh, closes in the consequence. I Mary, uh, he closes this. I know the gentleman. I saw him yesterday or the other day or then or then with such or such. And uh, as you say, uh, there was he gaming. Uh, there overtook in his rows. There falling out to tennis or, or perchance. I saw him either such uh, a house of sale, enter such a house of sale, vindelicit, uh, uh, brothel or so forth. <laughs> See now, you bait the falsehood, uh, takes this carp of truth. And thus we do of wisdom and of reach with windlasses and with the says of bias by indiscretions find directions out. Uh, so by my former lecture and advice, shall you, my son, uh, you have me, have you not? My lord, I have. Uh, uh, God be with you. Fare you well. Good, my lord. Yeah. Observe that his inclinations in yourself. I shall, my lord. And uh, let him play his music. Well, my lord. Yeah. Farewell.
Hello, Ophelia. What's the matter? Oh, my lord, my lord. I have been so frightened. With what? In the name of God. My lord, as I was sewing in my closet, Lord Hamlet, with his doublet all embraced, no hat upon his head, his stockings fooled, ungartered, and downgrade to his ankle, pale as his shirt, his knees knocking each other, and with a look so piteous in purport, as if he had been loosed out of hell to speak of horrors, he comes before me. Mad for thy love? My lord, I do not know, but truly I do fear it. What said he? He took me by the wrist and held my heart. Then goes he to the length of all his arm, and with his other hand, thus or his brow, he falls to such perusal of my face, as he would draw it. Long stayed he so. At last, a little shaking of mine arm, and thrice his head thus waving up and down, he raised a sigh, so piteous and profound, as it did seem to shatter all his bulk and end his being. That done, he lets me go. And with his head over his shoulder turned, he seemed to find his way without his eyes. For out of doors he went without their help, and to the last bended their light on me. Uh, oh, come go with me. I will go seek the king. This is the very ecstasy of love. Those violent your property foredoes itself and leads the world to desperate undertakings as oft as any passion under heaven that does afflict our natures. I'm sorry. Uh, what have you given him in any hard words of late? No, my good lords. But as you did command, I did repel his letters and denied his access to me. Ah, that has made him mad. I'm sorry. That uh, with uh, better heed and judgment I had not quoted him. I feared he did but trifle and meant to wreck thee. But beshrew my jealousy. Ah, by heaven. As it is proper to our age to cast beyond ourselves in our opinions as it is common for the younger sort to lack discretion. Uh, come, we go to the king. This must be known, which being kept closed might move more grief to hide and hate to utter love. Come. Act two, scene two. Welcome, dear Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Moreover, that we much did long to see you. The need we have to use you did provoke our hasty sending. Something have you heard of Hamlet's transformation. So call it since nor the exterior nor the inward man resembles that it was what it should be more than his father's death that thus hath put him so much from the understanding of himself. I cannot dream of. I entreat you both that being of so young days brought up with him and since so neighbored to his youth and behavior that you vouchsafe your rest here in our court. Some little time so by your companies to draw him on to pleasures and to gather, so much as from occasion you may glean, whether aught to us unknown afflicts him thus, that opened lies within our remedy. Good gentlemen, he hath much talked of you, and I'm sure two men that are not living whom he more dears. If it will please you to show as much gentry and goodwill as to expend your time with us a while, for the supply and profit of our hope, your visitation shall receive such thanks as fits a king's remembrance. Both your majesties might by the sovereign power you have of us put your dread pleasures more into command than to entreaty. But we both obey and here give up ourselves in full bent. 
to lay our service freely at your feet to be commanded. Thanks, Rosencrantz and gentle Guildenstern. Thanks, Guildenstern and gentle Rosencrantz. And I beseech you to instantly visit my too much changed son. Go, some of you, and bring these gentlemen where Hamlet is. Heavens make our presence and our practices pleasant and helpful to him. Aye, amen. The ambassadors from Norway, my good lord, are joyfully returned. Thou still hast been the father of good news. Ah, have I, my lord? I assure my good liege I hold my duty as I hold my soul both to my god and to my gracious king. And I do think, or else this brain of mine uh, haunts not the trail of policy, soldier, as it has used to, that I have found the very cause of Hamlet's lunacy. Oh? Speak of that. That do I long to hear. Uh, give first admittance to the ambassadors, my news shall be the fruit to that great feast. Thyself do grace to them and bring them in. He tells me, my dear Gertrude, he hath found the head and source of all your son's distemper. I doubt it is no other but the main, his father's death and our oh hasty marriage. Well, we shall sift him. Welcome, my good friends. Say, Voltamond, what from our brother Norway? Most far, most far returned of greeting and desire upon our first. We sent out to suppress his nephew's levies, which to him to be preparation against the Polak, but better look into, he truly found it was against your highness. Agree that so his sickness, age, and impotence was falsely borne in hand, sends out to arrest on Fortinbras, which he in brief obeys. Receives rebuke from Norway and in fine makes vows before his uncle nevermore to give the assay of arms against your majesty. Norway, overcome with joy, gives him 3,000 crowns in annual fee and is commissioned to employ those soldiers so levied as before against the Polak with an entreaty herein further shown that it might please you to give quiet pass through your dominions for this enterprise. On such regards of safety and allowance as therein are set down. It likes us well, and that our more considered time will read, answer, and think upon this business. Meantime, we thank you for your well-took labor. Go to your rest. At night, we'll feast together. Most welcome home. Ah, this business is well ended, my liege and madam, uh, to expostulate what majesty should be and what duty is, what day is day, night night, and time is time, uh, where nothing but to waste night, day, and time. Therefore, uh, since uh, brevity is the soul of wit and uh, tediousness the limbs and outward flourishes, I will be brief. Your noble son is mad. Mad, I call it, uh, for to define true madness, what is but to be nothing else but mad. Uh, but, but let that go. More matter with less art. Uh, madam, <clears throat> I swear I use no art at all. Um, that he is mad, tis true, tis true, tis pity, and pity, tis, tis true. A foolish figure, but uh, farewell it, for I will use no art. Uh, mad, let us grant him then, and now remains that we find out the cause of this effect, or rather say the cause of this defect, 
for this effect defective comes by cause thus it remains and the remainder thus uh prepend. i have a daughter um have while she is mine <laughs> uh, who is who in her duty and obedience mark has given me this now gather and surmise <clears throat> to the celestial and my soul's idol the most beautified Ophelia. That's an ill phrase, a vile phrase. Beautified is a vile phrase, but you shall hear thus. Um, in her excellent white bosom, these, etc. Came this from Hamlet to her. Good madam, stay a while. I will be faithful. Uh, doubt thou the stars of fire. Doubt that the sun does move. Uh, doubt truth to be a liar but never doubt i love oh dear ophelia i am ill at these numbers i have not art to reckon my groans but that i love thee best oh most best believe it adieu uh, thine evermore most dear lady whilst this machine is to him hamlet this in obedience hath my daughter shown me and more above had his solicitings as they fell out to time by means and place all given to mine ear. But how hath she received his love? <laughs> what do you think of me? As of a man faithful and honorable. I would fain prove so. But what might you think when I had seen this hot love on the wing as I perceived it? I must tell you that before my daughter told me, what might you or my dear majesty, your queen here, think if it had played the desk or table book uh, or given my heart a, a winking mute and dumb or looked upon his love with idle sight uh, what might you think no it went round to work and my young mistress thus did bespeak lord hamlet is a prince out of thy star this must not be and then i prescripts i prescripts gave her that she should lock herself from his resort admit no messengers receive no tokens uh, which done she took the fruits of my advice and he repelled a short tale to make fell into sadness then into a feast thence to a watch thence to weakness thence to lightness and by this declension into madness wherein now he raves and all we mourn for do you think tis this it may be very like uh, hath there been such a time, I would fain know that, that I have positively said tis so when it proved otherwise. Not that I know. Uh, take this from this, or if this be otherwise, if circumstances lead me, I will find where truth is hid, though it were hid indeed within the center. How may we try it further? You know, sometimes he walks for hours together here in the lobby. Yeah, so he does indeed. At, at such a time, I'll lose my daughter to him. Be you and I behind the arras then. Mark the encounter. If he love her not, and be not from his reason fallen thereon, let me be no assistant for the state, but keep farm and charters. We will try it. But look, where sadly the poor wretch comes reading. Away, I do beseech you both away. I'll, I'll board him presently. Oh, 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 give me leave. <clears throat> How does my good Lord Hamlet? Well, God of mercy. Do you know me, my lord? Excellent, well. You are a fishmonger. <laughs> Not I, my lord. 
Well, then I would you were so honest a man. Honest, my lord? I, sir, as to be honest as this world goes, is to be one man picked out of 10,000. That's very true, my lord. For if the sun breed maggots in a dead dog, being a good kiss and carry on. Have you a daughter? I have, my lord. Let her not walk in the sun. Conception is a blessing, but as your daughter may conceive, friend, look to it. I'll say you by that. Still harping on my daughter, yet he knew me not at first. He said I was a fishmonger. It is far gone, far gone. And truly in my youth, I suffered much extremity for love, very near this. I speak to him again. Uh, what do you read, my lord? Words, words, words. What is the matter, my lord? Between who? I mean, the matter that you read, my lord. Ah, slander, sir. For the satirical rogue here says that old men have gray beards. Says that their faces are wrinkled, their eyes purging back, thick amber and plum tree gum, and that they have a plentiful lack of wit, together with the most weak hands. All which, sir, though I most powerfully and potently believe, yet I hold it not honest to have it thus set down. For yourself, sir, you should be as old as I am, but if you, if like a crab you could go backward. Though this be madness, yet there's method in it. Uh, will you walk out in the air, my lord? Into my grave? <laughs> Indeed, that is, out of the air. <laughs> Pregnant sometimes, as replies are. Uh, happiness that often madness hits on, which reason and sanity could not so prosperously be delivered of. I will leave him and suddenly contrive the means of meeting between him and my daughter. My honorable lord, I'll, I will most humbly take my leave of you. Oh, you cannot, sir, take me anything that I will more willingly part with all, except my life, except my life. Fare you well, my lord. These tedious old fools. You got to seek the Lord Hamlet. There he is. God save you, sir. My honored lord. My most dear lord. My excellent good friends. How dost thou go this turn? And then and Rosencrantz, good lads, how do you both? As the indifferent children of the earth. Hathi. In that we are not over happy. On fortune's cap, we're not the very button. Mm, nor the soles of her shoes. Neither, my lord. Well, then you live about her waist, or in the middle of her favors. Faith, her private suite. <laughs> in the secret part of fortune? Oh, most true. Oh, she is a strumpet. But what news? None, my lord, but that the world's grown honest. Well, then, is doomsday near? But your news is not true. Let me question more in particular. What have you, my good friends, deserved at the hand of fortune that she sends you to prison hither? Prison, my lord? Denmark's a prison. Then is the world one. Oh, goodly one. 
in which there are many confines, wards, dungeons, Denmark being one of the worst. We think not so, my lord. Why then, tis none to you. For there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. But to me, it is a prison. Why then, your ambition makes it one. It's oh. too narrow for your mind. I could be bounded in a nutshell and count myself a king of infinite space, were it not that I have bad dreams. Which dreams indeed are ambition, for the very substance of the ambitious is merely the shadow of a dream. Yeah, a dream itself is but a shadow. Ah, truly. And I hold ambition of so airy and light a quality that it is but a shadow's shadow. And then are our beggars' bodies, and our monarchs, and our stretch heroes the beggar's shadows? Shall we, gentlemen, to the court? For by my fray, I, I, I cannot reason. <laughs> we'll wait upon you. Oh, no such matter. I will not sort you with the rest of my servants. For to speak to you, and like an honest man, I am most dreadfully attended. But in the beaten way of friendship, what makes you to Elsinore? To visit you, my lord, no other occasion. Bigger than I am, I am even more poor in thanks. But I thank you, dear friends. My, my thanks are too dear a halfpenny, but uh, were you not sent for? Is it your own inclining? Is it a free visitation? Come, come, deal justly with me. Come, come, nay, speak. Uh, what Ugh. should we say, my lord? Why, anything but to the purpose. You were sent for. And there is a kind of confession in your looks that your modesties have not cracked enough to color. Now I know the good king and queen have sent for you. To what end, my lord? Well, that you must teach me. But let me conjure you by the rights of my fellowship by the consonancy of our youth, or by the obligation of our ever-preserved love. And by what more dear or better proposal could charge you with all? Be even and direct with me, whether you were sent for or no. What say you? Hey. I have an eye on you. If you love me, hold not off. My lord, we were sent for. <laughs> and I will tell you why. So shall my anticipation prevent your discovery and your secrecy to the king and queen mount no feather. I have of late 
Wherefore, I know not. Uh, I've lost all my mirth. I've forgotten all custom of exercises. And indeed, it goes so heavily with my disposition that this goodly frame, the earth, seems to me a sterile promontory. Like this most excellent canopy, the air. Look here. This brave overhanging firmament, this majestical roof, fretted with golden fire. Why, it appears no other than to me than a foul or pestilent congregation of vapors. <laughs> what a piece of work is a man. How noble in reason. How infinite in faculty. In form and, and moving and how express and admirable. And in action how like an angel. And in apprehension like a god. It's the beauty of the world. It's the paragon. And yet, to me, what is this quintessence of dust? Because man delights not me, nor an old woman neither. Though by your smiling, you seem to say so. My lord, there was no such stuff in my thoughts. Well, why did you laugh then when I said man delights not me? To think, my lord, if you delight not in man, what Lenten entertainment the players shall receive from you. We told them on the way, and hither are they coming to offer your service. Oh. He that plays the king shall be welcome. Oh, his majesty shall have tribute of me. Whom the adventurous knight shall use his foil and target, and the lover shall not sigh gratis, mm -mm. and the humorous man shall end his part in peace. The clown, the clown shall make those laugh whose lungs are tickled over the seer, and the lady shall say her mind freely. Well, the blank verse shall halt for it. What players are they? Even those you were wont to take delight in, the tragedians of the city. Well, how chance is it they travel? Their residence, both in reputation and profit, was better both ways. I think their inhibition comes by the means of the late innovation. Do they hold the same estimation they did when I was in the city? Are they still so followed? No, indeed, are they not? How comes it? Do they grow rusty? Nay, their endeavors keeps in the wanted pace, but there is, sir, an ire of children, little Iases that cry out on the top of question and are most tyrannically clapped for it. These are now the fashion, and so be rattled the common stages. 
so they call them, that many wearing rapiers are afraid of goose quills and dare scarce come thither. What, are, are, are they children? Well, who maintains them? How are they escorted? And will they pursue the quality no longer than they can sing? And will they not say afterwards if they should grow themselves to common players? But it's most like, if their means are no better, that their writers do them wrong to make them exclaim against their own succession of that. Faith, there has been much to do on both sides, and the nation holds it no sin to tar them to controversy. There was for a while no money bid for argument unless the poet and the player went to cuffs in the question. Is it possible? Oh, there has been much throwing about of brains. And do the boys carry it up? Aye, that they do, my lord. Hercules and his load, too. That's very strange. Well, my uncle is the king of Denmark. And those that would make mouse at him while my father lived, they give 20, 30, a hundred ducats apiece for his picture and little. God. There's something in this more than natural if philosophy could find it out. Ah, there are the players. Gentlemen, you are welcome to Elsinore. Your hands, come then. The appetence of welcome is fashion and ceremony. Let me comply you in this garb, lest my extent to the players, which I tell you must show fairly outwards, should more appear like entertainment than yours. You were welcome, but my uncle father and aunt mother are deceived. In what, my dear Lord? Because I am but mad north, northwest. When the wind is southerly, I know a hawk from my handsaw. We'll be with you, gentlemen. Hawk you, Guildenstern, and you too. At each ear be a hero. That great baby you see there is not yet out of his waddling cloud. Happily, he's the second time to come to them, for they say an old man is twice a child. <laughs> Prophesies that it comes to me, he tells me of the players. You mark it. Oh, you say right, sir. Okay, Monday morning. So indeed. My lord, I have news to tell you. My lord, I have news to tell you. When Rossius was an actor in Rome. The actors are come hither, my lord. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Upon my honor. Then came each actor on his ass. The best actors in the world, either for tragedy, comedy, history, pastoral, pastoral, comical, historical, pastoral, tragical, historical, tragical, comical, historical, pastoral, scene, individable, or poem, unlimited. Seneca cannot be too heavy, nor Plautus too light. For the law of writ and the liberty, these are the only men. Oh, Jathra, judge of Israel, what a treasure hadst thou. What a treasure had he, my lord. One fair daughter, and no more, the which he loved, passing well. Still on my daughter. Am I not in the right, Jethro? 
If you call me Jebita, my lord, I have a daughter that I love passing well. Nay, that follows not. Uh, what follows then, my lord? Why, as a lot, God, what? And then, you know, it comes to pass as most like it was. The first row of the pious chancellor will show you more for look where my abridgment comes. You are welcome, masters. Welcome all. I'm glad to see thee. Welcome, good friends. Oh, good friend, oh, friend. Why thy face is valor since I saw thee last. Are you comest thou to beard me in Denmark? Why, my young lady, my mistress, by your lady, your ladyship is nearer to heaven than when I saw you last. By the altitude of a short pine. We pray God your voice, like a piece of uncurrent gold, be not cracked within the ring. Masters, you are all welcome. And we'll end like a French falconers. We'll fly anything that we'll see. But we'll have a speech straight. Come. Give us a taste of your quality. Come, a passionate speech. What speech, my good lord? <sighs> I heard thee speak me a speech once, but it was never acted. Or if it was, not above once. For, for the play, I remember, it pleased not the million. It was caviary to the general, but it was as I received it and others whose judgments in such matters cried in the top of mine, an excellent play. Well digested in the scenes, set down with as much modesty as cunning. I remember one said that there were no salients in the lines to make the matter savory nor no matter in the phrase that might indict the author of affectation. But he called it an honest method, as wholesome as sweet, and by very much more handsome than fine. There was one speech in it I chiefly loved. Twas Aeneas' tale to Dido, thereabouts of it. Especially when he speaks of Priam's slaughter. If you live in your memory, begin at this line. Let me see. Oh, let me see. Oh. The rugged Pyrrhus, like the Hyperion bees. It is not so. Um, it begins with Pyrrhus. Rugged Pyrrhus. He whose sable arms, black as his purpose, did the knight resemble when he laid couch in the ominous horse, hath now this dread and black complexion smeared with heraldry, more dismal, head to foot. Now he is in total ghouls, hardly tricked with blood of fathers, mothers, daughters, sons, bait and impaste it with the parching streets that lend a tyrannous and damned light to their lord's murder. 
roasted in wrath and fire, and thus oarsized with coagulated gore, with eyes like carbuncles. The hellish Pyrus, O grandsire Priam, seeks. So, proceed you. For God, my lord, well spoken with good accent and uh, good discretion. Anon he finds him, striking too short at Greeks. His antique sword, rebellious to his arm, lies where it falls, repugnant to command. Unequal matched, Pyrrhus at Priam drives, in rage strikes wide, but with the whiff and wind of his fell sword, the unnerved father falls. Then senseless Ilium, seeming to feel this blow, with flaming top stoops to his base, and with a hideous crash takes prisoner Pyrrhus' ear. For lo, his sword, which was declining on the milky head of Reverend Priam, seemed in the air to stick. So as a painted tyrant, Pyrrhus stood, and like a neutral, to his will and matter did nothing. But, as we often see against some storm, a silence in the heavens. The rocks stand still, the bold winds speechless, and the orb below as hush as death, anon the dreadful thunder doth rend the region. So, after Pyrrhus' pause, aroused vengeance sets him a new work. And never did the Cyclops' hammer fall on Mars, armor forged for proof, eternal, with less remorse than Pyrrhus' bleeding sword, now falls on Priam. Out, out, thou strumpet, fortune! All you gods and general Synod, take away her power. Break all the spokes and fellies from her wheel, and bowl the round nave down the hill of heaven as low as to the fiends. This is too long. Shout to the barber with your beard. Pretty. Say on. He's for a jig or a tail of barjory or he sleeps. Say on and, and come to Hecuba. But who, ah uh, woe, who had seen the mobled queen? The mobled queen? That's good. The mobled queen is good. Run barefoot up and down threatening the flames with bison room a clout upon that head where late the diadem stood and for a robe about her lank and all over teamed loins a blanket in the alarm of fear caught up who this had seen with tongue in venom steeped against fortune's state would treason have pronounced but if the gods themselves did see her then, when she saw Pyrrhus make malicious sport in mincing with his sword her husband's limbs, the instant burst of clamor that she made, unless things mortal move them not at all, would have made milch the burning eyes of heaven and passion in the gods. Uh, look, Ora, he has not turned his color and has tears in his eyes, pity no more. It's well. I'll have thee speak out the rest soon. My lord, will you see to it that the players are well bestowed? Do you hear? Let them be well used, for they are the abstract and the brief chronicles of the time. 
And after your death, you would better have had a bad appetite than the ill report while you live. My lord, I will use them according to their deserts. God, bodykins, man. Much better. Use every man after his dessert and who will escape a whipping. Use them after your own honor and dignity. The less they deserve, the more merit in your bounty. Take them in. Come, says. Follow him, friends. We'll hear a play tomorrow. Dost thou hear me, old friend? Can you play the murder of Gonzago? Aye, my lord. Ha! Well, we'll have it tomorrow night. <clears throat> you could, for need, study a speech of some dozen or sixteen lines, which I would set down and insert it. Could you not? Aye, my lord. Very well. Follow that lord. And, 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 and look you, not mocking. My good friends, I'll leave you tonight, and you are welcome in Elsinore. Good, my lord. I so, and goodbye to you. Oh, how I am alone. Oh, what a rogue and peasant slave am I. Oh, is it not monstrous that this player here, but in a fiction, in a dream of passion, could force his soul, soul to his own conceit? That from her working all, his visage waned, tears in his eyes. A distraction in his aspect, a broken voice, and his whole functions salting with forms to his conceit. And all for nothing, for Hecuba. What is Hecuba to him, or he to Hecuba, that he should weep for her, that he should weep for her? And what would he do? Had he had the motive and the cue for passion that I have, he would drown the stage with tears and cleave the general ear with horrid speech. He would make mad the guilty and he would appall the free. Confound the ignorant and amaze indeed the very faculties of eyes and ears. Yet I, Dull and muddy metal rascal. I peek like John of Dreams, unpregnant of my cause, and can say nothing. No, not for a king upon whose property and whose most dear life a damned defeat was made. Calls me villain. Breaks my potato cross. Plucks my beard and blows it in my face. Or tweaks me by the nose. 
Who gives me the line or throat as deep as to the lungs? Who does me this? <laughs> I should take it. It cannot be that that I am pigeon livered and lack gall to make oppression bitter. Oh, ere this, that I should have faded all the region, kites with his slaves of all. You bloody, baldy villain! Remorseless, treacherous villain! That I, the son of a dear father, murdered, murdered, prompted to my revenge by heaven and hell, that I must, like a whore, unpack my heart with words and fall a cursing like a very drab, a scallion. Fire! creatures sitting at a play they have by the very cunning of the scene been struck so to the soul that presently they have proclaimed their malefactions it's for murder though it may have no tongue it will speak with the most miraculous organ I'll have these players play something like the murder of my father before mine uncle. And I'll observe his looks. And I'll tempt him to the quitch. And if he do blench, then I know my course. The spirit that I have seen may be the devil. The devil hath power to assume a pleasing shape. Yea. And perhaps out of my weakness and my melancholy, and he is very potent with such spirits, he abuses me to damn me. And I'll have my grounds more relative than this. The play. The play's to thing. Wherein I'll catch the conscience of the king. 